In 2008, the multinational banking giant Lehman Brothers came crashing down, triggering turmoil in the financial markets and a global financial crisis. The collapse of Lehman's is the, is the climax of an epic, award-winning three-and-a-half-hour play called the Lehman Trilogy, which premieres in Sydney next week. It traces the failed bank back to its 19th-century roots when three German-Jewish brothers arrive in Alabama from Bavaria and set up business. He had been dreaming of America. Three brothers, travellers, immigrants, they came with nothing, not even a word of English, and they built an entire universe. We need to expand. New York, where we make the real money. Not everything is about money. And that's the lesson. Aaron Crone and Adrian Schiller play the roles of Maya and Henry Lehman and a huge number of other characters too, including Lehman sons and grandsons. They both joined me in the studio yesterday. Hello, Thank thanks for having us. Adrian, the play opens. It's September 15, 2008, the day Lehman's collapsed. But it doesn't stay there. It quickly flashes back in time. What happened in 1844? In 1844, Henry Lehman, the eldest of the three brothers, got off a ship in the port of New York, carrying a suitcase with very little in it, um, having left Rimpau, Bavaria in Germany, and aimed to set up a business in the USA. And he travelled quickly south to Alabama, where there was a small Jewish community already in a, a town called Montgomery, and he set up a successful business selling fabrics, um, which later expanded to selling clothes, and within a couple of years, his brothers, Maya and Emmanuel, came to join him. So there you are on stage eventually in a small shop with a sign on the door that says Lehman Brothers. I love that touch. So this play goes from a one-room family firm into a firm too big to fail, or so we thought. But it's not actually the story of the collapse and the global financial crisis, is it? It, it's, it has much more of an emotional heart than that. It's about finding success entirely by the exercise of your own wits, with generosity, with uh, social conscience, and negotiating major events, major world events or major events within that country, where they were in a position not only to, to be successful themselves, but to help with recovery after the Civil War, for instance. Um, Maya set up a bank in Alabama for the rebuilding of the South. Uh, and it's a big part of the Jewish story that your success is owed to God and with that comes a responsibility to the community that you live in. So that pushes the story forward right up until the point of the 1929 crash when they are told in no uncertain terms by the US government that they can't do that anymore, that they have to look after themselves, they have to contract, and that's really when the when the real problems start. Let's talk about the problems because from that description, Aaron, it really sounds like the story of the American dream, but it ends in a nightmare. Yeah, I, I think like all great storytelling art, it has a very particular take on some people that has universal ramifications and reverberations in family, the death of tradition. And so to me, if I had to sum up the tragedy of the play, I say it's that loss of human connection, the loss of tradition, the loss of uh, altruism, you know, turning in on yourself. And uh, some have said that there's a, there's a sense of as, as things are no longer tangible, as it goes from things to abstract. But I think it's more about the lack of that human connection and that, that line being crossed between 
self-sustaining and then success and creation going over into what we think of as dark ambition. Tell me a bit more about the, the, the shift from things to the abstract, because we know where we ended up. We ended up in the land of derivatives. We ended up in the land of subprime mortgages. What did it start with? Well, that first move is becoming what they call themselves as middlemen, you know, when they realize that they can they can barter and sell between the cotton fields and farmers and they can they can have the, the men of industry, they can get the cotton from the cotton fields. So nothing wrong there. They're a conduit. But as that conduit moves from moving physical cotton and as it gets bigger, and I think there's a line that um, Emmanuel has about, you know, is it enough, you know, as, as, it, as he needs more just for the sake of more, as opposed to that helping, because they do help Alabama. They, they keep it alive through fire and things like that. But when it becomes about numbers and about digits and about money and more for me, that's when I think there's a real dark turn. <laughs> and, and does the play pass judgment on that, on how all this played out? I mean, is it a, is it a parable on greed and, and rot, really? I think the play walks the line elegantly, you know, in that it, it's asking the question a little better than it comes down. There's certainly some really fun, nightmarish numbers digit stuff towards towards the end of the play that's fun and i think it it shows where the avarice leads you know and there's a sense that once the family are gone what have you got there you know <laughs> let's talk about what you two do on stage there's three actors on stage playing about 20 different characters i think no costume changes or no 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 leaving this the stage for a costume change or anything like that few props how demanding is that you don't think it is going in <laughs> Because it seems so simple, the, the set, which I won't completely spoil, but it's this elegant office. And then the way Sam has uh, orchestrated, choreographed it, is all those things start coming to life. A pen becomes a cigar, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it, it's the concentration, I think, that, that is the big one. There, we're not dancing around, we're not doing musical numbers, we're not singing, but it's that focused concentration of three people telling this, as you suggested, gigantic story of 20, 30, 40 people that's what becomes a bit mentally exhausting. But it's also quite invigorating. Quite fun. Yes. 53 people. There 53 it is. people. Three actors, 53 people. So it's <laughs> yeah. all voice and physicality. Yeah, the flip of a collar of a coat or the taking off of a coat. It's like painting with feathers. You have to, you have to make very small adjustments which represent a great deal instantly because you have to go straight from one back to another, maybe do three or four within the period of a couple of minutes. Yeah. And the mistake you make is you think, oh, I... I missed that. I could have done... And then it's something gone. else got... <laughs> well, I was going to say, it must move quite quickly. I haven't seen the play yet. I can't wait. But um, I've read about the dialogue, which has sometimes been described as more poetry, more even sort of song yeah. uh, rhythms rather than just straight dialogue. W what does that sound like? Before Adrian uh, graces us all, Massini writes this thing, right, this eight-hour-plus thing with no character delineations. So Sam and Ben Power, the writer with Sam, the director and creator have to give the who's who's saying what anyway and, and reduce it from eight hours we exactly. should tell the audience yes, in case anyone's indeed. getting oh, frightened it's not, and also i think rather than think of it as a three and a half hour play it's called the lehman trilogy for a reason it's three one hour plays if you say my god you're going to do th a three and a half hour play without ever leaving the stage everyone any actor will go oh, no i can't do that that's impossible <laughs> but if you say you're going to do three one hour short plays that's fine. That's easy. All right. <laughs> hit, hit us with some dialogue, can you, Adrian? Okay. Uh, this is uh, when Henry is showing the, the original shop that he runs in, in Alabama. So he says, Only one door of glass and wood with the mezuzah nailed beside it. Only one door. 
facing directly onto the street, onto the neighing of the horses and the dust of the carriages, the creaking of the carts and the noise of the crowd. The handle of red brass doesn't open well. Sometimes it gets stuck. You have to lift it forcefully until finally it releases. There are skylights as big as the entire room. When it rains hard, the noise is deafening, but at least there's plenty of light even in winter. The shop, it can't be denied, is small. On the right stand, rolls of fabric, rough fabric, rolled fabric, wool, flax, hemp, felt, jute, cotton, cotton. Most of it's cotton here on this street in Montgomery, a town where everything depends on cotton, on the plantation fields and the slaves that work them. Adrian, I'm exhausted just listening to that <laughs> volume of words. You do that for the three of you, between the three of you, for more than three hours. How do you remember it all? Uh, just learn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I keep asking actors that well, and they never can tell me, I, so I, don't worry. The, you know, the better the writing, the better the thoughts yeah. are logical and the more the thoughts are logical, the more the words stay in because you start connecting to that character's thoughts. So you're not just thinking, what do I say next? And, and to big up Ben a little bit, if he's listening. Hi, Ben, um, the writer. Uh, he generally finds the simplest way of expressing the thought. And it's easiest to remember the simplest way yeah. of expressing a thought. I think the, 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 the non-actor or the person who hasn't done something along those lines forgets how many mnemonic devices you have. You know, the blocking, the set, the other actor's eyes, the thoughts of the character. And those all make it a lot easier to remember than if you just had to remember some but also, encyclopedia. <laughs> also, I would say that for any profession, any activity, there are things which people who don't indulge in that or don't work in that particular field they look at and think, well, that's impossible, I couldn't possibly do it. But for us, it's the nuts and bolts. It's uh, directed by Sam Mendes, who's obviously, you know, very, very famous and very, very successful. It's designed by a rock star of the theatre world, S. Devlin. It's won a swag of gongs, <laughs> but it's only here in Sydney for, for, for five weeks. It ends on March, mm. for four weeks, it ends on March the 24th. There's no chance of it going anywhere else in Australia? That's not up to us, I'm afraid. I'd love to. I mean, I've, I've never been to Australia before. I, I literally fell in love with the city the moment I got here. OK, it's now or never, so. folks, anyway. <laughs> Aaron, Adrian, thank you very much for joining me on Saturday Extra. Thank you so much. Thank you. Aaron Crone and Adrian Schiller plays the role, play the roles of Maya and Henry Lehman in the Lehman Trilogy, which opens at the Theatre Royal in Sydney on Monday. The opening was actually delayed because the ship, with all the sets and all the staging equipment, had to avoid the Suez Canal and the threat of Houthi attack. So... Shave some time off the season here, so get cracking if you want a ticket. You're listening to Saturday Extra. It's Matilda time up next. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.